Welcome back to another episode of In the End, There's Always a Disney Guy. What are we going to be talking about today? Well, now that you asked, we're going to be just diving more deep into, um, I don't know if you guys know, um, the Celestials. But what are we going to be diving deep into for the Celestials? Today, we're going to be diving deep into um, who the Celestials are. Now, the Celestials, I believe we got a, a glimpse at one of them, which his name was Arisham. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but we're going to be discussing who they are. Now, the Celestials are basically... We're going to say it like this. They're basically the originators of who created the universe in general. Who created time, space, everything. Um, we all thought that the Infinity Stones were what created the universe. They were. Um, they, but, but the Infinity Stones are basically the aspects that created... The, the, the Infinity Stones created the aspects of the universe. Um, the mind, soul, there, that's the stuff that created the living portions of the universe. The universe in general was created and began with the Celestials. The most powerful over God's power. They're, 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 they're like, they're, they're like gods, basically, but even powerful than that. But we're going to be talking about who the Celestials are. Now, let's, let's read, let's begin, read on. There's a misconception with the Celestials in the Marvel comics. They're often thought to be the beings that created... <laughs> Y'all, this is crazy. I literally just said that, they're cre that you can consider them as the people that created the universe. <laughs> watch watch what I'm about to say while reading this. There, there's a misconception with the Celestials in, Marvel, in the Marvel comics. They're often thought to be the beings that created the universe. But this isn't really the case. Can y'all believe this? And I was just saying that they created the universe. Wow. Instead, these beings seized authority over various parts of the Marvel Universe, acting as judges simply because they have the might to do so. Every celestial fills a particular role and carries it out for millions of years. They're humanoid being with powers that are impossible to gauge. And but we're going to try and rank their strength anyway. As each celestial in the comic comics is basically the same, we're including those characters who've been turned as such in separate universes, like the MCU. This also means the celestials who are 100% exactly the same haven't been included, and only the powerful ones of similar anatomy have been chosen. Gamiel, the manipulator. While almost all the Celestials can be considered around the same power level, there's no question that Gamiel is the weakest out of those beings. He has the unusual Celestial powers, but is the youngest of his species. As a result, he was assigned to watch over Earth. Unlike the other Celestials, Gamiel doesn't have the same towering stat stature. Instead, Gamiel's size is roughly equivalent to the Hulk which is very small for a Celestial. It might sound like he's not that powerful, but you should recall that he's a Celestial, and any other being will, be, will get destroyed by him. 
He's got the title The Manipulator by causing the four million year war between the scrolls and the Kree. Star Lord. I forgot that he was. I, you know what? And I totally forgot that he's a celestial. Star Lord never got to unleash his full powers when they were activated in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But it was a testament to how powerful he was thought. He brought ego to a statement, although he did have help. He showed the ability the ability to manipulate energy out of nothing and could make it do whatever he wanted. Star-Lord also displayed powers of shape-shifting and power summoning. When he turned himself into an enormous Pac-Man, he most likely would have had the same powers as Ego, but we'll never know. As his powers didn't last long, he can't be placed higher up in this list. Wow. Apocalypse. This one is admittedly blurring, the lines a little bit, but Apocalypse is a living agent of evolution, plus his armor is crafted from celestial technology. He is one of the first mutants and one of the most powerful beings to have ever spawned from Earth. His mutant powers are vast, varied, and ever-growing since the advent of the Krakowin Nation. He has taken an interest in crafting a mutant school of magic. His celestial credentials are somewhat thin, but a large base of his powers come from the celestials. So let's file this one under close enough because any excuse is good enough to talk about in Sabanur. Phoenix Force never knew she was a celestial. They never saw the movie either. The Phoenix Force's nature keeps changing from one story to another but it's accepted as being associated with cosmic powers, which qualifies it as a celestial in many ir irritations. As the Phoenix Force's most powerful versions are far ahead of celestials, we'll consider the Jean Grey version here. This, this one's power was such that she could wipe mutants and people alike from existence. Jean's telepathy and telekinetic, telekinetic Ability, abilities combined with the Phoenix Force destructive powers, meaning that nothing besides other celestial beings could harm her in the slightest. She did go up against a celestial in this form, only to lose, but this version of the Phoenix Force is still powerful enough to earn its place among the other celestials. The Progenitor. The Progenitor was an alpha celestial, that arrived on primal earth billions of years ago. The progenitor was infected by the cosmic horde and dying when it came to our world. However, the progenitor was so powerful that his blood seeping into the earth forever altered the planet. It is the reason that metahumans, mutant, and other supernatural beings spawned and thrived on the world. It has been called the father of the Avengers. The Celestial Madonna. No other Celestial Madonna, this one isn't Mantis of the Avengers. The Celestial Madonna came to Earth at 114 AD. The Celestial Madonna had a powerful child in her womb, and she knew the birth would destroy her. However, this child would need sustenance. As such, the Celestial Madonna flew into the sun and gave birth to the Star Child. Little is known as far as yet, the Star Child is beyond its being formed by Leonardo da Vinci and Jonathan Hickman, and Dustin Weavers. The Celestial Destructor. 
The celestial destructor comes from a special variety of celestial known as aspirants. They can be told apart from other celestials due to red and black armor. The celestial destructor was sent by the first firmament, firmament, the very first reality to ever exist, to destroy the eighth iteration of eternity that was birthed from secret wars. However, for all the pomp and circumstance, the, select the celestial destructor was rather easily dispatched when it arrived on Earth. Its arrival was predicted by an inhuman Alessis, so the magic-based heroes of Earth were able to craft a spell to send it back to from whence it came. I don't know how to say this, so I'm going to say Reb. Who is the celestial the Phoenix Force lost to? That will be Reb, the aspirant. The celestial was also known as the Fallen. A deranged being searching for his lover and not caring about any kind of destruction he left in his wake. Reb was powerful enough to fight along against the ancient Avengers, which included Odin. And it was only com the combined efforts of those beings that cast him away. He returned a millennial later, even more powerful and again only lost because of the new Avengers having to pull out all the stops. Arashurum, the judge who was in the Eternals. Arashurum, the judge, was the leader of the four hosts of Earth's Celestials, and Arashurum responsible for nearly wiping out the Deviants with a flood knowing as the Great Cataclysm. He also partook in a Celestial War with the Watcher Race. Furthermore, he is all among the Celestials who gets to decide which planets to destroy. Arashurum fought X-Factor during an event known as Judgment War which ended with Arashurum losing a hand to Cyclops and Jean Grey. Unfortunately for Arashurum, his final fate came when the Dark Celestials began their rampage and killed all other Celestials. Arashurum's body fell to Earth and warned the Avengers of the, uh, of the coming arrival of the Dark Celestials. Godhead The Celestial oversaw the planet Viscardi for 12 billion years and only moved once the planet inhabitants pleaded with him to allow them to explore the outside universe. In return, Godhand punished the Viscardi race by creating a black vortex whose powers were such that only the Viscardi's leaders was left. There was no closure or reason to any of this as the Godhead departed the planet silently once there was no more point for him to stay. It's frightening to think that this was his one notable act in all that time. We don't know how he'd fare against the other Celestials, though. Izan, the, searcher, the Searcher. The cosmic version of the Celestial was powerful, but he was also killed, making him one of the few Celestials to be truly taken down. However, we'll be judged the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of this character. Since Marvel deemed him significant enough to be one only comic celestial to show up on film, along with having power of a celestial, he was also unstoppable due to having the possession of the Power Stone. The Collector showed the Guardians of the Galaxy a hologram where Isan struck the ground with his scepter effortlessly, obliterating a whole race of beings. It's still worth mentioning that he died in the MCU as well, which means he wasn't the strongest Celestial we've seen. Exitar, the Executioner. 
He's been giving the title of executioner due to his role of destroying worlds. The other Celestials have deemed unworthy. Exitar isn't even a single entity. Its line of Celestials who take up the mantle of Exitar should the previous one die. Although an Exantar was killed by the, the Sioux Storm, the, ex the executioner still ranks highly due to being functionally immortal. Another Exitar arrives on the scene when the former one is eliminated. It appeared as if Thor's hammer was the one thing that could kill an Exitar def definitively, de definitively, I mean. But this still doesn't make him drop lower in rank. After all, it has been confirmed that he's more powerful than Odin, Galactus, and the Beyonder. Tiamat. Tiamat has the richest history out of all Celestials shown in, Marvel's, in the Marvel Universe. This expands to so many stories than listening to, to them all. Here would be pointless, but the easiest indication of the, his enormous powers is that Galactus, of all beings, is afraid of him. To put things in context, Galactus considers Thanos to be equivalent to Hulk's assessment of Loki, a puny god. A being that can strike fear in Galactus then is something that should never be messed with. Tiamo was also being that Artu the Watcher couldn't see, which is supposed to be an impossibility. One above all, this Celestial is the leader of every other member of his race. He doesn't tend to do much as letting his imposing legacy do the talking tends to be ampable. The one above all has rarely been encountered, and on the occasions he is, doesn't respond with much other than show the person in question the answer they desire. It's accepted though that he can wipe out anyone he wants to if they were to engage him in a fight. He's been teleporting characters as powerful as Thor away in seconds notice, seconds notice. And the one above all was used to rebirth all the Celestials when they had been killed. Ego, the living planet. While Ego did lose his life to the Guardians of Galaxy, he's the one who's one with the most known feats at, out of all the Celestials. He also only lost because the Guardians outnumbered him and had to go for his weak spot rather than beat him fair and square. <laughs> Ego had the power to assimilate four worlds into himself. He could have remade everything in the universe the way he wanted. With this planet being proof of what he was capable of, he seemed to be as old as time itself and had visited the farthest reaches of space. It is unlikely that he unlikely that he would have been affected by the Thanos snap, considering the scale of his powers. Yeah, you guys, that's the full celestial tour. Um, these celestials, I, I, I honestly thought that the celestials created the universe. I cannot believe that wasn't true. I mean, it would have if if that was true, I, I wouldn't have honestly be surprised. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the informatic of the Celestials. Make sure you subscribe to this episode and make I mean to this show and to this podcast so you can get updates when any new episodes come out. You guys already know that, and make sure to check out DisneyGuy.com or .tk. And yeah, and subscribe to my blog. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening in, and bye bye, guys.